All right, hey, welcome back to season two of Antioch Tulsa's Relational Values Podcast. I'm in studio here with Serena. Thanks for joining me today. Yes, thank you. How are you feeling? I'm feeling really good. I'm really excited. Like the dream is coming full circle right now? Yes, I love podcasts so much, so it's like a dream to be on one. Uh, Well, you are quality in every way. As uh, I've gotten to experience you over the last nine months, your hunger for Jesus is, um, I think, what anyone experiences when they're around you. And so thanks for sharing with us today. Um, Could you kind of briefly give me uh, the short version of kind of how you got to Antioch, Tulsa back in September? Yeah, so my husband and I, Schaefer, we attended Antioch Norman from like fall of 2018 until we moved back to Tulsa in summer of 2021. When we moved back to Tulsa in summer 2021, Antioch Tulsa was not a thing yet. We had kind of heard about it um, through some people in Norman, but we weren't really connected. We didn't know when that was going to come to fruition. Uh, We attended a different church for a while and then fast forward uh, a little over a year later, we uh, got connected through someone in Norman. I, I just asked again, hey, do you know when this is happening? And we got connected to a couple people on the plant team and started attending. We didn't really know you guys. We yeah, didn't know totally. that there were people that moved here for this. And so we just showed up at a life group one Thursday and we immediately felt like at home, like this is it. So that's yeah. awesome. Um, what was it like you and Schaefer or you specifically, what was kind of like your um, spirituality or your relationship with God like kind of leading up to that? Yeah. I mean, I grew up in church, um, which has its positives and negatives. Uh, I was around lots of Christians all the time. I went to Christian school and I knew a lot about the Bible. I had like a Bible class and I was in a youth group and went on mission trips and the whole nine yards. I didn't have any like huge sin at five when I gave my life to Jesus. Yeah, totally. Um, Praise God. But I, praise God. But I think uh, when I went to college, as most people probably go through. I had to kind of determine where I wanted my faith to go and take it on as my own. Not so much that my parents were carrying it, but just the structures around me were really carrying it. I was just really had some amazing structures all around me all the time of Christian people. And um, I definitely had experiences with God and Holy Spirit, but it wasn't some sort of daily thing or anything like that. Hmm. Um, And then when I went to college, I went to a big public university where that wasn't like dictated to me. It was no longer, this is my school. This is my church. These are the things around me that bring Jesus to me. So I had to go seek that. And I kind of had an up and down journey with that. Um, As I think a lot of people in college do, you kind of have other priorities or I just, it wasn't my biggest priority. And so when I met Schaefer um, shortly thereafter, that's when I started to kind of think about uh, what what are we going to do here? Like, how is our life going to look? Are we going to follow Jesus together? He had also kind of grew up in church and was at a similar point. So at that point, I started to try to connect a little bit more as we started going to Antioch together. That was around the time we got engaged. And it wasn't probably until like a year into our marriage where... I had just kind of realized if I don't follow Jesus, my life could fall apart here. Hmm. I had a lot of fears 
surrounding uh, marriage specifically, but really relationships in general, um, that I just was carrying so much and worried about so much. Even if things were going well today, it was, what about tomorrow? What about in a year? What about in five years? Yeah, totally. And so, um, yeah, we just started to kind of make steps. It's been a process, but I would say that finding Antioch Tulsa and true community, we had community in Norman, but not like this, <clears throat> not like we have like ownership in it now. I, I really feel like we have ownership in Antioch Tulsa, which is mm. really cool. Um, that I've really started to make Jesus, we've started to center our lives around Jesus. Um, that, and that's been very fruitful for us. Yeah, centering centering your life around Jesus or life choices, work, friendship, recreation, that all shifts things. Yeah, but, yeah. And also getting far enough away from my experience in childhood. I grew up in a more conservative sect of the church, very churchy in quotation marks. Getting far enough away from that to separate out Jesus from some of those things. And not that that was all bad. I'm so grateful for it. And there was definitely Jesus there. But to kind of see him in in new ways and simplify things and be like, being following Jesus is not all these, this list of things. It's just having a relationship with him and everything will flow out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That makes sense of kind of why the relational values have been so significant because it really is Jesus modeling perfect relationship with the Father and then relationship with people. Yeah. And there's nowhere he ministers outside of relationship. Yeah. Like it all happens with people. Yeah. Uh, And so if that's true, that lifestyle of relating to the Father and to people should translate into work, recreation, Mm -hmm. marriage, friends, so on and so forth. Uh, extended family, co-workers. Um, cool. So jumping into the culture class, um, kind of what were your initial impressions going back to January? You and Schaefer, you know, four four months into the church, five months in the church, you're building trust with everyone. You're really establishing some level of ownership, like you described. But what was that? What was kind of your perception coming into these relational values in the culture class? I think that... The structure of the class alone, um, sort of not forced, but invited a commitment. Mm. And that was really exciting to know that, hey, if we sign up for this, we're going to be around the same people um, all semester and we're going to be doing this together. That was really exciting. Mm. Um, <clears throat> also, I'm a, I am like structures and formats and all yeah. that. So to have these clear, like these clearly defined things that um, we were going to go over was really exciting for cool. me. Yep. Um, and just practically, you know, even from the first night, uh, it was really cool to see kind of the flow from information into practice at the class into kind of practicing it in your real life. And then back to like, it was kind of this feedback loop that we were starting to develop. And that was really cool. Good. To, That's encouraging. To get to practice them on that week and then come back. And because it, it's not like other relational values are weird because they're not maybe like other things that you practice where you have to be like, I'm going to practice this. They just come up there. It's just an, <laughs> just an awareness. Um, like, it's not like I'm going to practice hopeful expectation. It just when you're aware that. That's a thing. That's a choice. Totally. You're just a now I'm aware this week of when I'm not doing that. 
And so that's, it's challenging, but it's good because I found, I honestly didn't have to set my mind to practice it. It just came up it, when yes. I did it. I just yeah. went to get coffee and my order was wrong. Yeah. And so now I'm going to go back and relate to someone. Yeah. And we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. I, we're like relating to people is just a constant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My server at that restaurant um, was treating me as such. And so we'll see how this relationship just yeah. goes. Yeah. It, all the time. My spouse texts me and I don't exactly know how to interpret that. Mm-hmm. We'll see how this relationship goes. Mm-hmm. Forced on you. I get it. Um, your boss sends a deadline and you have an email and you're like, oh, I wasn't expecting that relationship. Boom. Right. Uh, that is so true. All the time. You, you, I was fascinated building this class out because we'd never done it before. Yeah. And so it's like, well, we'll see how this goes. Uh, but creating in some ways those feedback loops where you can't help but run into tension in relationship this week unless you close yourself in your room and don't turn on any devices. Yeah, right. Like relationship right. is coming. Yeah. And so how are we, first of all, being connected to God, but then hopefully practicing that same connection with people? Um, yeah, that's a great point. Uh, okay, so first six weeks, you know, we're kind of going into more breaking down, hey, what are each of these values? Um, is it, Was there anything in that first kind of couple months that really stuck out to you that like Holy Spirit like put his finger on it and like you couldn't get away from it? Yeah, when Robin talked about humble responsibility, um, Robin, who has probably been on this podcast before, yes. uh, we have similar personality types. And so real when, quick, humble responsibility is, uh, allowing, taking responsibility for your actions, thoughts and words and allowing others to do the same. Yes. Totally. She talked about this concept of, uh, flooding versus, um, holding, withdrawing or, um, damning your, uh, yourself. Yeah. And something she said that was so profound was that God gave her this image of, she's a river of being a river of life. But if she operates outside of her bounds, it's a flood. And yes. even that's just, even living water is like destructive outside of its bounds. Yes. I remember she's talking about Psalm one on that. Yes. Yes. And that just hit me. She talked about how this in her life, she's an, can be an overfunctioner and is totally fine doing that. Totally fine with operating outside of her bounds and, and, taking responsibility for the people around her. Sometimes they even maybe enjoy it or like it. And, but it's very messy. And it, it, she talked about how it weared on her and how in some cases, what again was living water is now destructive. Hmm. And that really hit me. Um, I am very similar. I tend to be someone who wants to, exert a high level of control over my environment that includes other people and this isn't necessarily because i'm just like so evil and want control it's because i love them and i want them to not fail be disappointed do the wrong thing um even disappoint me i don't want to give i find this with my husband especially I don't want him to disappoint me and I don't want him to have to deal with that. I don't want me to have to deal with that. So I'm going to jump in and do whatever I can to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, and that just comes from like natural personality, also some childhood stuff with family where I was able to step in and, and take control over things or help things. And, 
um, it seemed to like it quote unquote works. Yeah. It doesn't work, but it quote unquote works. And um, it's kind of like humble responsibility is, hey, I'm being responsible for me. Others responsibility would be what you're describing. Right. Like, yes, I'm responsible for me, but also I'm helping others. Yes. Be responsible. Yes. For yeah. themselves. I think maybe some for me, I do think I take responsibility for myself, but then I also step outside of that and take, like, I, I'm more of a, like, in Robin's terms, like, more of a flutter. I'll just yeah. step out and take responsibility for things that aren't mine at all. So tell me more, in the last three months, how is that shifting your current relationships? Yeah, um, I'll use uh, my marriage as an example so my husband tends to have the opposite personality. And part of what happens is I am, this typically comes out of like fear. I am scared that he isn't going to take responsibility for his part of things. Yes. So I will step in and flood. Maybe he's now, instead of 50-50, I'm at like 80 and he's at 20. Totally. And, and I... When I do that, I get kind of one of maybe three responses, either no, don't do that. And that like shuts, that that creates a relational divide Um, or I'm successful, but he's upset or in some relationships, maybe I succeed in taking responsibility for someone else's stuff, but then I'm resentful eventually because they just expect me to keep being in that role. Totally. And so I have to step back to back to 50% and trust that he's going to fill that space or not. He could not. And I think I had to learn to be okay. He may drop the ball. He may disappoint me. Actually, that is going to happen um, because he's a human and I'm a human and that's what's going to happen. And, but what happens more often than not, as I do that, because my husband's awesome and great is that he fills it. And I'm like, oh, that's all I, I just had to take a step back yeah. and let other people, let him do what I asked him to do or what I expected him to do. He knows me, he knows what I need. And, or if he doesn't, or if other people don't, the Holy Spirit fills that. Mm-hmm. And that has been really helpful. And just recognizing that even though that may not quote unquote work as well, it is better. Yes. It is better for the relationship in the long run. I take the relationship out of this power control dynamic. If everything exists in that dynamic, then either I'm going to have power over you or you're going to have power over me. And when I take it outside of that and put it in this love dynamic, filter it through Holy Spirit and through Jesus, all of a sudden I'm not someone to be controlled and you're not someone to be controlled. You have no control over my actions. I have no control over yours. I'm just here to love you and let you be you. And that is like, I always say, and I said this in our sumo groups this semester, that's relieving. Like, I don't have to have all this internal tension and anxiety over what you're doing or not doing. Yeah. Yeah. How, how just imagining the power dynamic you're describing, how easily we put that on God. Yes. When God is never that. Mm -hmm. Um, and Jesus never modeled that power dynamic, especially with his disciples, um, imagining what a flooding Jesus would have been like. It's like he always would have been coddling and making sure and, 
you know, three and a half years in, he's about to die and his disciples still aren't getting it and he's not fixing it for them. Right. He's letting them be, letting them essentially have their own relationship with God. And that's wild because Jesus could have. Yeah. He had all the, literally all the power and control and authority in the entire world. Yeah. And you never saw him do that. Yeah. Another dynamic you expressed in that, and um, I want to ask if you'd expound on it, but when you're practicing humble responsibility and another party in relationship with you falls short mm-hmm. and that pain falls on you, um, what is that like for you? Or I guess, what do you do with that? Because I would guess those are the reaction places where we choose to then, well, I go back to flooding mm-hmm. because it hurts. This is, humble responsibility is the hardest with the people closest to me, with my family and Schaefer, with the people I love the most, because I don't want them, again, to fail, to disappoint me, to have an incorrect view or to um, do something that's detrimental to them or, or whatever. I So the pain of when they let me down or even when they do something that is potentially harmful to them is extremely difficult to handle Mm. and it is disappointing i think letting myself a be disappointed and express like with schaefer express hey i i wish you would have done this or i i i express hurt versus going to like anger and recognizing that it again even though, because there, there is that temptation to look back and go, well, if I would have stepped in here, this never would have happened. Totally. But how long can I really fill that gap? How long is that really relationship? I don't think so. If they're only doing X thing because I want them to or because I'm forcing it or because... Um, I'm never giving the oppor- them the opportunity to do anything differently. They're not, that's not really love. They're not yeah. really doing it. It, it takes so sure I may get hurt more, but I'm also going to experience the relationship and love more too. You can't Absolutely. have it both ways. Um, and then also lastly is just trusting Holy spirit to come in and tend to my heart and to, listen to me i think i experience humble responsibility because what will happen with me is like i'll be having a conversation with someone and they'll say something that they're doing thinking about doing that i don't think they should do but they didn't ask me and i'm there to listen (laughs) and be their friend or be their sister or whatever i have this over i almost experience this physical anxiety i have to say something i have to jump in it wells up inside me for people who maybe don't have my personality they may not understand this at all but this overwhelming i have to do something about this right now and or worrying about it after the fact taking it on what do i do with all that and that is really what i run into and because 99 percent of the time they actually don't hurt me. They actually don't do something that's affecting me directly. I just have this worry and anxiety about it for whatever reason. And I think that I have, through the guidance of Holy Spirit, he's kind of shown me that my deepest desire is like to be seen and heard. Hmm. 
and he sees me and hears me. And when I release it to him and honestly releasing the people I love to him Mm. has really helped, really, really helped. Sorry. We still on? It's still going. Okay, cool. I don't want to hit the keys because they're loud. Okay. Do it. Do it now. Do it now. (laughs) Yeah, it's going. Yeah, yeah, feeling that like pain Mm -hmm. around people you really care about is, I think, so. I don't know. I think of friends that, let's say, they start, you know, popping pills or drinking a lot Mm -hmm. to the mom with the kid that starts going off the deep end Mm -hmm. and how when you try and step into that out of your pain and control them, it only actually makes it worse. Worse. And on the other side of that is, I think Paul said it in Philippians 3, it's the fellowship of sharing in Jesus's sufferings. It's like, there's not an intimacy like that. Like Mm -hmm. the, the genuine ability to love someone that's creating pain for themselves and for you and not extend into them, but let them be responsible for them is, I don't know that there's a pain like that, but it's so intimate with Jesus. Like I've never not known him to be there. Yeah. I think another phrase that's been helpful is like, I want them to heal it with your example, whether it's addiction, something as extreme as addiction, or even just something, a repeated behavior that you don't like. I want them to change that or to heal like through Jesus, like yeah. because they know Jesus, not because totally. they know me. If I step in, as someone told me this at the beginning of, of marriage, like I can't be my husband's Holy Spirit. Yeah. If I, st- I'll literally step in and drown out Holy Spirit. Oof. That's bad. That's so right? bad. I don't want, I don't, I can't be that per. If my voice is just so loud, they can't hear God. They can't hear Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's bad news. That's bad news. That doesn't end well for anyone. Yeah. That will destroy a relationship quicker than anything. Um, well, uh, as humble responsibility began playing out, were there any other values that really came up um, in a significant way for you for the rest of the semester? Yeah, I would say humble responsibility flowed pretty directly for me into submitted communication. Okay. Um as you can probably tell that my, again, my natural tendency is to over communicate, to over explain, to step in and give my opinion. Um, I have no problem doing that. Uh, I have no problem. I have no problem stepping in and giving a strong opinion. I think that I had recognized that when I'm not functioning in submitted communication with someone, it's because I am not operating within my bounds. Hmm. If I view them as something that I need to, again, control, have changed their mind for their own good or, or what or whatever it is, I will, obviously I'm not submitted to them. How can I submit to someone if I view them as something that I need to control or change? Yes. And so when I'm operating in humble responsibility, letting them be them, have their own opinion, take responsibility for their own words, thoughts, or actions. And just as it comes to me, um, submit to it, elevate what they're saying. But really, that's not necessarily difficult for me to do, again, if I'm not not going into the situation, going into the framework of, 
I need to change their mind because it's better for them because I know what's best for them or, um, yeah. And that's been really, it's made my conversations a lot more fruitful. It's made listening better and easier because again, it's, it's internal too. Even if before, even if I went into something with the expectation of I'm going to listen, I'm not going to give my opinion. I would still have this overwhelming, these thoughts and anxiety come up in me. Like I was, it felt like I was trying to contain all of it. Like even in my listening, the other person may have thought I was listening, but internally I was like, they're wrong. This is going to be harmful or dangerous to them or others. Like I need to, I still had all of this internal anxiety about it. That's the best way I can describe it. And then I would walk away from that situation and continue to worry about it and Mm. continue to, I'm someone who will play conversations over and over again in my head and think about what I should have said or what I should have done. And I just think that, again, as I've taken things out of that dynamic, realized that Holy Spirit listens to me and sees me and loves me. And to be honest, when we're in that dynamic, I can't be listened to or seen or loved by that person. Yeah. Um, And I've been like really surprised suddenly in situations where I thought there was a lot of conflict or I thought that me and this person were going to be butting heads. We agreed on a lot. Hmm. They actually were willing to listen to me. I didn't come into it so defensive. And I think that a lot, a ton of it is internal or subconscious in terms of the, it's, not actually about trying to change what I'm saying or what I'm saying. Like it's, it's not about trying to actually change the actual words or the way I'm interacting, whether I talk or don't talk, but it's more when the heart gets corrected, when the heart is in a different place, when I come into it already from a place of being seen and loved and heard by Holy spirit, I operate in submitted communication a lot more easily. Yes, totally. Yes, submitted communication, the emphasis on that is valuing others while communicating yourself. Yeah. And that heart component of valuing others. I I saw this. I think I have a soft spot for the food industry because I worked in it for a long time. But all of us will go and we will be served by somebody. And when we value that person, then we can filter essentially their performance properly because their value isn't tied to their performance but when we don't really value them unless they perform well it is an incredibly challenging environment and who knows what that barista or server or that cook went through that morning or that day or whatever but yeah the 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 piece of submitted communication and genuinely valuing the other person like you said when my heart doesn't have an agenda other than like, oh, I get to have this connection with this other human, then all of a sudden their perspective on something isn't out in left field like I thought it was. Yeah. Like I thought they were just some loony whatever because they were watching some crazy news channel and then they started sharing this article online. And before I even had this conversation, I thought they were a wacko. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's like that. exactly. No one's out there trying to be wackos. Right. So that's right. so good. So humble responsibility and uh, submitted communication, the two big rocks. And how how are you uh, just in regards to maybe your future? Are you feeling pretty hopeful? Like, 
I don't know how how, how would you kind of sum up how these relational values have kind of uh, empowered your life looking yeah. forward. Like I said, I think it's an awareness, and for me, it's been sort of a diagnostic when I'm feeling uh, tension in a relationship, discomfort, or or conflict. I can look at the relational values and be like, okay, which one of these am I violating here? And how can I shift my heart and Mm. perspective in order to to value them, to see them differently? Because I think that that's really kind of the core of um, is valuing yourself and others. And even as you were talking about how uh, you're not when with the food service person, you're not looking at that. If you value them as as a person, you're not rating like you're not judging them based on their performance. Totally realizing as you said that, I realized, oh, I do that. I think that God is doing that to me. Oof. And that is really. I have realized that any judgment I'm putting on another person, it's oftentimes because I'm thinking God is judging me that way, or I'm judging me that way. Robin asked a question. How have you, this is another thing that's been really impactful. How have you dishonored yourself? And when we were talking about simple honor, which is just recognizing that people are created in the image of God and treating them accordingly based on that and nothing else. (laughs) And so I realized that so much of the ways that I, let's take humble responsibility, operate outside my bounds with other people, I extend myself even within myself, I, I violate my own boundaries yes. in order to obtain something that I want. I'm like controlling me. I've realized totally. this, like with even with like my relationship with my body, like um, exercise and nutrition and stuff like that, which I'm really passionate about. I step in and try to control and am just like so unkind to myself. Mm-hmm. Same with submitted communication. I, in my own head, what I'm saying to myself isn't, like I'm not valuing myself and then a lot of that has to do with I am again when I look at this control power dynamic with God now I'm feeling like he's only valuing me based on my performance yeah realizing that that's not true again coming from a place where I'm valued it it makes it a lot easier not for what I do or say or or whatever but just that's the place that it's coming from has has helped a lot, been a huge shift. Hmm. And I think everything really flows out of that. I mean, even hopeful expectation, which is giving and receiving the goodness of God in others, uh, expecting to encounter that. Well, if I don't believe God is good and I don't believe that people have anything to give me or I have anything to offer people, then that's just going to break down. Like, um, so I think it's just, it sounds all very like, I don't consider myself an optimist, but it sounds all very like fluffy and positive, but it's, it's not because it's just rooted in this like deep hope and reality that like God chose me and he loves me and I'm, I'm a child and I'm saved and I'm loved. And that, that is, you can't, without that, you can't go out and try to practice any of these. Mm -hmm. Totally. It's, it'd be very difficult to do. It puts Jesus's life into perspective when you say it like that. Because Jesus, I think, embraced this at his foundation. Like, I'm loved. Yes. I'm a son. Yes. And that 
informed how he related. Yes. And I think that's so good. Um, well, last question, just in wrapping up, if someone's listening to this and they're like, hmm, humble responsibility, interesting. Um, what is one thing that you would invite people to do to begin in implementing humble responsibility this week? Sorry, I didn't prep you for this one. <laughs> I would say believe when you ask someone a question and they give you an answer, believe them. Mm. Don't try to press it or try to um, ask them if that's what, is that what you really mean? Believe them. Yes. And I would say then any anxiety you have on top of that, give that to Holy Spirit. Come on. Yeah. Let God be God. Let God be God. He's pretty good at it. Yeah. Cool. So any any uh, interaction I have, if someone shares something with me, choose to believe them. Yes. And then any angst that comes up out of that response, put it at Jesus' feet. Yes. Well, that's awesome. Cool, Serena. Well, this has been awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. This is so cool. <laughs> yeah, we're all like hooked up yeah. to this cool yeah. studio. Um, well, everyone, thanks for uh, uh, joining us again for another episode here on Season 2, Antioch Tulsa's Relational Values. We will see you around the interwebs.